Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Stoked as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Steezy Stokes. Background music, if you can hear it, is uh, Joffrida. The song is called Lucid Dreams from his album, All Jokes Aside, which is available on Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else. So just wanted to throw out that I do not own the rights to this music. Uh, once again, my boy Joffrida owns the rights to this music. That's J-A-H-F-R-I-D-A. So if anybody wants to go check him out, he's a whole fucking vibe and a half. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's wavy shit. Um, it's just me today. No guests. I wanted to uh, apologize first and foremost for not being as active as I would have liked to be uh, for a while um, because I was out trying to find a job, found a job. So I've been working a lot and uh, writing for this next album that we're working on. Um, So I have one big topic I wanted to cover real quick, and that is the uh, explosion in Beirut, Lebanon. Um, This happened, I believe, this past week, um, a warehouse in Beirut, Lebanon, exploded um, and was holding 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate. Um, For those who aren't too familiar on what that is, it's an ingredient used in fertilizer and also uh, bombs. Uh, So because of that and that there was an explosion, officials are now investigating exactly what caused the explosion and things of that nature. So keep Lebanon and y'all's prayers, uh, especially with this global pandemic on our hands. This was the last thing that needed to fucking happen to them. Um, It killed about 150 people and injured thousands and also left about half the city destroyed. So just pray and hope that they can make a strong recovery from this. Um, Because if you saw the footage like I did, that shit was gnarly. It looked like some shit straight out of the movie. And I didn't even think it was real at first. And uh, I kept seeing news clips and uh, articles about it and realized that shit actually happened, man. So, yeah, let's keep keep them in our prayers and uh, let's have a moment of silence for the ones that were lost in that explosion. Alright, and with that being said, we're going to get into uh, some music news here. Um, We're going to be covering some upcoming albums. Uh, Not exactly covering, but I'm going to be telling you uh, what albums are coming out. And release dates and all that shit. So, first things first, uh, MGK is set to release his punk rock album, Tickets to My Downfall, September 25th, um, August 14th, Tech 9 is set to release a single from his uh, More Fear 
extension on his uh, Interfere Level 1 and 2 EP. Um, the single is called Bitch Slap, featuring Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Hopson, and uh, a uh, rapper known as Great Daig, whom some of y'all probably know as uh, Young Michael Myers from the Rob Zombie remake of uh, Halloween. Or uh, some of y'all probably know him as the kid that got thrown into fucking outer space by Will Smith uh, when he called him an asshole in Hancock. So yeah, um, that's set to drop August 14th, so that's something to look forward to. Also got, uh, let's see here, Black Bear is set to drop um, Everything Means Nothing Part 2. August 21st, so really looking forward to that. Also, uh, who else, who else? Who else? Oh, Young Dolph is set to drop Rich Slave um, also on August 14th, so for all my young Dolph fans, MGK fans, Black Bear fans, Tech 9 fans, all that shit, all the people that I just listed off, you got that to look forward to. Um, also, you have <clears throat> August 21st, uh, Restoration by Lecrae, for all my gospel rap fans out there, I like me some Lecrae, um, he's also from Texas, like I am. And he spits some real shit. Um, also on August 14th, you got Karma 3 by Dave East dropping. Um, and August 28th is Spell My Name by Tony Braxton, the legend herself. Um, let's get into some shit that's already dropped. August 7th, we saw Amine drop his album Limbo. Um, Jacob Lattimore dropped Leo Season. I'm not entirely sure who that is. I might have to go check him out. Um, Trapped on Cleveland 3 by Little Keed, um, Fixed Tape by Popcan, Jaguar by Victoria Monet, 1984 by Gashi, uh, Pray for Love Deluxe, Rod Wave, and Top Shotta by NLE Choppa. Um, also, August 13th, uh, we'll see a release by someone known as Burna Boy. Uh, album or mixtape is called Twice as Tall. Uh, I probably sound a little uneducated on some of these artists, and that's because I am. Um, I don't really have a lot of time to go out and check out every artist that I see that has a release coming out or anything like that. So, um, I mean, some of these I'm going to try to definitely check out because I'm always looking for new music. So, yeah, buddy. Um, J. Cole has dropped two new songs. I'm guessing that are from... Uh, the fall off. <laughs> he dropped a song called Lion King on Ice and The Climb Back. So there's no set release date that I'm seeing um, for the fall off, but so far we got two singles that are from the album so j cole fans get ready 
because we already know this shit's gonna fucking blow y'all's minds as it always does. Alright. And with that being said, let's get into this uh, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion fucking situation that happened, I want to say about a week ago or something like that. Um, <clears throat> no matter where the fuck I read up on this damn subject, the only thing I can find out is that some fucking argument occurred in the car with them, and she was shot in both of her feet, rushed to the hospital, put into surgery where they removed the bullets from her feet. Tori was arrested, and a $3,500 bond was fucking posted. Um, and if I remember correctly, he was let out a few hours after, or the day after. Um, and he's looking at a court date for October 13th. All I'm going to say is that I hope Tori fucking learned from this situation, and hopefully he doesn't go off shooting anybody else in the fucking foot. Um, but if you ask me, I feel like he needs to be locked up for this shit. Um, especially if it was just over a fucking argument that probably could have been settled with words. So, with that being said, yeah. It, it really shows someone's fucking character when they pull out a gun in the middle of an argument and shoot you in the fucking feet. It's kind of fucked up, if you ask me, but you know. That's just me, so... <clears throat> Next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Snoop Dogg's top 10 rappers of all time list. We're going to go down that list, and then we're going to talk about how people were losing their fucking mind because Eminem wasn't on this fucking list. Big whoop, right? So, Snoop Dogg's top 10 rappers of all time list. Number one is Slick Rick. Number two is Ice Cube. He's got a lot of good rappers on this list. Uh, number three, LL Cool J. Number four, KRS-One. Five is Rakim. Six is Run from Run DMC. Seven is D from Run DMC. Eight is uh, Big Daddy Kane. Nine is Ice-T. And last but not least, number ten is Too Short, bitch! So yeah, I mean, I can see why he has these as his top ten. And the fact that people are getting butthurt that Eminem's not on this fucking list is fucking ridiculous. Like, people need to shut the fuck up. This is Snoop Dogg's list. This isn't your list. It ain't my list. I can agree with some of the people he has on here, though. I can't agree. So, I'm not even going to go and start talking shit about this list. This is a good list. Okay, believe it or not. Slick Rick impacted Snoop's career. Ice Cube did the same. <clears throat> but I guess people look at Snoop differently because he's close to Dr. Dre. So that's probably why he's catching all this flack for not having Eminem on his fucking list. And if that's the case, that's also bullshit because Ice Cube is also close to Dr. Dre. Ice Cube doesn't have fucking Eminem on his rap uh, top 10 list either. It was like two or three years ago, Ice Cube did a fucking interview with Hip Hop DX or someone. And like, his number one top rapper was Chuck D from Public Enemy. 
Nobody got mad at him, though. But as soon as Snoop puts out a fucking top 10 rappers of all time list, let's all fucking lose our shit if Eminem's not on there. These two have ample amount of respect for each other. They've done music together, and they've done a fucking movie together. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but yeah, they did a movie together. The Wash. Y'all need to stop fucking making a big deal out of every fucking thing, dude. Like, just because someone doesn't have your favorite rapper in their top 10 list. It's not your fucking list. Get over it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <clears throat> fucking ridiculous. Oh no, where is Eminem? Eminem, Eminem. Motherfucker, who cares? Shit. That dude's in, like, everybody else's fucking list. Everyone else's. He ha has a lot of fucking credibility in the music industry already. Not everybody has to fucking have Eminem in their top ten. Not everybody has to have Nas in their top ten. Not everybody has to have Jay-Z or Biggie or Tupac in their fucking top ten. Are they great rappers? You bet your fucking ass they are. But don't expect every single person to have these people in their fucking top 10 or even top 20. Y'all gotta stop, man. These are fucking opinions. This is why I don't share my fucking top 10 rappers of all time list. Because a lot of you motherfuckers would be pissed off at me. And I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing it. You got me fucked all the way up, dude. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Oh, you don't know shit about hip-hop if so-and-so isn't on your list. You're an expert on everything, aren't you, bud? <laughs> Jesus, man. Alright, getting into this next topic. <clears throat> Logic has released his last album called No Pressure. Uh, he released this July 24th. Like I said, I'm kind of fucking late on reporting. Once again, I apologize. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> came out with this album. And uh, it's supposed to be his last album. He's retiring. Uh, he's got a newborn son. And uh, he's a family guy now. Okay. He's got a kid to take care of and all that, so congrats on the kid. Congrats on uh, all the success you've had over the year. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> congrats on all the success you, that you've had over the years. <laughs> and congrats on being able to retire at what is... Uh, considerably a young age honestly most people don't fucking retire until they're about 50 years old maybe even older um but logic did it before he even turned 40 so i mean round of applause for that motherfucker dude he deserves it you deserve it you deserve it dude that boy gave us fucking years of his life to us <clears throat> years man so and this album was fucking great the intro Really caught my attention. He had Orson Welles on there. Uh, he sampled him. And then uh, he had David Hayter 
the man, the myth, the fucking legend himself who uh, voices uh, Snake in the Metal Gear Solid uh, series. And uh, that was really cool. GP4 was probably one of my favorite tracks off this album. Uh, I love the way he flipped Elevators by Outkast. And his flow on there is fucking great. The bars are great. Um, I'm going to be skipping over some tracks, man. I really want to talk about Dad Bod. Dad Bod is probably my number one favorite off of this song. And speaking of number one, this marks the fifth number one album that this motherfucker has put out, dude. Like, that's, man, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So, Dad Bod... Is a song where he is pretty much just talking about his life now. Uh, you know, being successful and uh, being a father now and shit. He, in fact, he starts off the first verse. I'm a dad, this is my life. This is the type of shit I write. I was hungry in the basement. Now that boy, he full of life. Smoking dope high as a kite. Only when the babysitter at the crib, though. And then he talks about his wife and all of that. And... Uh, you know, um, it was a great song, and um, <clears throat> yeah, he talks about his wife, like I said. He's got a line in there, he says, uh, and I love my wife like I am, Chance. I bet you'd rap about the shit me and him rap about if you had ever made it out, but you ain't ever had the chance. I'm just like, God damn, all right, speak on it, boy, speak on it. But what really, really got me into the song was the last verse, because throughout this album, he doesn't necessarily sound like someone that's ready to fucking uh, put down the mic and retire, dude. Up until the uh, <clears throat> the uh, last verse, and uh, he starts it off saying, "They said that they say that that boy done changed. He don't rap about his everyday life. He ain't the same." God damn, already had a hard life once. Am I supposed to recreate it every album for you cunts? Okay. So basically what he's saying is that um, <clears throat> every single time he's about to do an album or he's thinking about doing something, they're like, oh, you should go back to the under pressure style and talk about uh, fucking living in the crack houses and being surrounded by drug dealers and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, you know what? I've I've talked about it already. I've talked about it more times than I can fucking count. Like, am I supposed to just do this with every album that I put out for you guys? And then he goes on to talk about his everyday life that he lives now. He says, you want to hear about my everyday? Okay. I wake up, I wake my son up, then I feed him and lead him in his car seat, drive up the street down to Target, don't do hard drugs or beat my wife, but the paparazzi still want to start shit. And this is where he goes into, like, pretty much reasons why he's retiring and shit. Like, paparazzi and shit. Uh, People always telling him to recreate the same shit over and over and over again. Uh, Going to Target and fucking running into fans all the time. And, like, I mean, that's not to say he doesn't care about his fans, because he does. Dude just signed a fucking Twitch deal where he's streaming. And he's on that bitch playing unreleased music for his fans. And playing video games and communicating with his fans. So far be it for me to say that he doesn't care about his fans. Because he absolutely does. I can just see why this could fucking wear him down. With him having to deal with shit like this every day. You know, you can't go to the fucking store when you're that known. Without someone asking for a picture or just whatever the case may be, you know. 
So he's talking about walking through Target. Um, said a couple fans spot me, but shit I ain't on tour. I ain't trying to ignore, but I had to aisle four because my draw stank as fuck and I need some new drawers. Like he's literally, he's just talking about shit that he does every day. Um, <clears throat> he said, then I spot some more fans stand hella hardcore asking for a pick and I say, sure, scratch my dick and shake his hand. <laughs> Shaking uncontrollably, he tells me I'm the man. Uh, talks about buying paper towels and shit and uh, fucking buying preparation H for the critics up his ass and all that shit, man. But like, I just, I like how he's going off and he, he said, uh, most exciting part about his life is probably touring. Uh, he said, don't get me wrong, I love fans in every single city, but hotel sucks. Uh, hotels suck and the internet is shitty. I mean, why rap about everyday shit when I can murder punchlines and sound dope like this? And he goes into the chorus. But yeah, man, it's just fucking... The way he put this together and the way he sounds throughout the album, like I said before, it doesn't sound like someone who's ready to fucking retire at all. Um... And, you know, he, he sounded hungry, and uh, this album, I can say that he came in hungry as fuck, and he left successful, but he still left kind of the same way he came in the game. You know, uh, Under Pressure was executive produced by No ID. Um, no Pressure was executive produced by No ID. So uh, that's another thing that drew me in with this album was uh, the fact that No ID was involved. Uh, so I knew that the production was going to be fucking pristine, dude. Um, so initially that's what drew me in. Um, I wasn't expecting a lot out of this album, but I got, I got a little bit more than what I expected from him um, out of this album. Uh, his last album, Confessions, was uh, a bit of a mix for me. Um, but this album, he definitely went out with a bang, and I think this is, uh, the goodbye that, uh, the fans really deserved, man, so congratulations to Logic for the retirement, the baby boy, and all the success that he's had over the years, and his number fifth, uh, number five fucking, his fifth number one album, I cannot fucking talk today, god damn it. Oh, that shit's pissing me off. Alright. Something interesting that I really wanted to talk about here um, is that even in the middle of this pandemic, there are still some shows that are happening. Um, a lot of them are just being live streamed, though. But some of them actually have people showing up. And uh, I see a lot of people commenting in videos and stuff. Uh, like uh, I saw Chris Calico post a video the other day of him and Tech at a show, and I guess TMZ was there and recorded it, and whatever the fuck. I already know how TMZ is, fucking sleazeball-ass motherfuckers. Um, but they were there and recorded it, and Chris posted the video, and someone in the comments was like, I hope this wasn't last night. There's a, pen, a pandemic on our hands and all this shit. And Tech responded in the comments and was like, yeah. And if we do a show and they choose to come out, that's their choice. So, I mean, I kind of agree with them. 
I kind of do, but <clears throat> wear your masks at least and take the safety procedures and follow the rules, everyone. But yeah, no, I don't, as long as it's not like a huge turnout, I really don't see the issue. And on top of that, there have been shows and drive-in theaters and shit like that and people getting mad when people get out of their cars during the shows and stuff like that, which is understandable because it's a fucking drive-in show, but still, a show is a show, dude, like, and sometimes you gotta get out of your fucking car and stretch your legs, man, like, you can't expect everybody to just sit in their car the entire show. It's a show. <clears throat> and, like, we as entertainers feed off the people's reactions. That's what gets us really, really hype, honestly. There's crowd reaction and shit like that. Now, we've done a show since this pandemic has started, but it was live stream. There were people in the crowd. Not that many, but there were people there. Most of the time they were wearing a mask. Unless they were drinking or eating food, they had a fucking mask on. Or unless they were outside. So, I have really no complaints about this shit, honestly. Like, I think that as long as people are smart about it, there shouldn't really be an issue. There shouldn't. If you know you're sick, keep your ass at home. That's the thing right there. If you know you're sick, for a fact, keep your ass at home. Don't go out. Don't do shit. <laughs> Stay at home. For the people that know that they're... 100% well and shit like that. We should have no problem going to a show as long as we have a mask or something, dude. Just follow procedure. That's really it. Background music is the homies from Thin Air Crew. The song is called As I Get Older, featuring Scott Free. Y'all be sure to check that out. It's available on Spotify and everywhere else. <clears throat> DMFC, shout out. Shout out A Will. Shout out Scott Free. Motherfucking boys. Telling you, man, they're dope as fuck, bro. The type of shit that make you wanna <clears throat> catch a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, I can get them on this fucking podcast sometime soon. I know me and Dan talked about it for a short little bit, but like I said, I hadn't been active on this thing the way I wanted to be uh, due to job searching and shit like that. Yeah, this is their latest release, so everybody, if you're interested, feel free to check that out. They're really fucking dope. Also, my boy, my boy RK Graves has dropped a new EP called Guilt, Shame, and Everything in Between. It's actually pretty, yeah, it's perfect. The first song on it is called Guilt. And there's everything in between. And then the last song is called Shame. <laughs> the 
so yeah, we're going to get into some of that actually right now. Let's let this thin air crew play out real quick. All we got left on this song. I'm trying to put some of my homies on this fucking podcast and shit, man. Like, I really want to get them some more attention and shit. Let's get into this arcade grades. This is called Guilt. Available on Spotify. Once again, that's R.K. Graves. It's the same dude that does our mixing for our uh, music and shit like that. He's a really cool ass dude, too. We met him uh, at Hody's Half Note. Um, he was working. The first night we came there, he was working it. And, uh,. Pretty sure he was the fucking bartender or something like that. But, um, we went there for the co op. And, uh, unfortunately, Hody's Half Note has fucking closed down. And that's really sad news because they always treated us really great every time we played a show there. And every time we showed up, it was just all love all around, you know. Um, we had the homies from Bad Neighbors. Uh, that were always up there. Um, you know, Graves was actually a part of Bad Neighbors for a while there. And uh, our homie Joe and uh, Nick Sandville and uh, Jeff as well. Um, they were all doing their thing, man. And it was fucking great. And uh, those are the people that fucking embraced us and took us in and were uh, nice enough to let us fucking know when they had uh, opening slots for certain shows and they were always the first people to hit us up about doing shows and shit like that and they showed us so much fucking love and Hodies as a whole always showed us love man all the people that showed up to shows um, talking to everybody after the shows it was just it was a great experience and I'm hella fucking grateful for meeting Graves and Joe and Nick and everyone from Hodies and um, I'm grateful for all the opportunities that we were handed by them and uh, we love you guys seriously man like without y'all hear what I'm telling you <clears throat> y'all helped us a lot believe it or not man Once again, this is Arcade Graves. <clears throat> this song is called Bad Taste. <clears throat> Once again, his album is called Guilt, Shame, and Everything in Between. He also has another album called Soundtrack to an Overdose. So if anybody is interested and checking that out, feel free. It's available on Spotify. There's a lot of dope-ass musicals. Uh, musical acts and shit like that. Like I said, guys, I can't talk today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Y'all fucking sat here and listened to me mumble and fumble around my fucking words. 
for a while now. Um, another dope ass group that you guys can check out would be called Clove. That is K L. Fuck me, dude. K L O V. Eight. The number eight at the end. K L O V eight. We're gonna get into some of their shit right now, actually. This one is called Is This Purgatory? From their EP Spittin' Sinister Omens. These guys actually get played on uh I believe it's ninety two point two in Denver, so much love to the homie K Towns and Elevate. They have a very, very different sound, and I really dig these guys. <clears throat> like I said, K Town is the homie. Used to work with him. Used to kick it with him all the time. So. And with that, you guys, like I said, anybody wants to check out any of this music that I just fucking played for you guys, I'll put it in the description of this podcast episode. All the artists that I, uh, talked about and uh i can go ahead and feel free to check them out and with that being said guys it's been good it's been real it's been real good and i will catch you guys very very soon don't worry i'm not fucking disappearing off the face of the planet again i will be back very very soon i love you all thank you for tuning in steezy fucking stokes the staying stoked podcast or Stoked This Fuck podcast. I can't fucking talk. I love the fuck out of y'all. I'm out.